Well Within Reach is brought to you by Riverside MyChart, your simple, secure, and confidential online health connection. With just a click, Riverside MyChart lets you stay well connected to the same information your doctor sees. You can request prescription refills, pay your bills, schedule your next appointment, and more. Manage your care from your laptop, tablet, or phone. Whether for yourself, your kids, or the grandparents, MyChart makes your busy life just a little easier. Learn more and enroll today at RiversideMyChart.org. Just another way to stay well connected from Riverside Healthcare. Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. Welcome. I'm Sean O'Connor. I'm a marketing communications rep at Riverside Healthcare, and I'm joined today by Sarah Barr. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm very well, Sean. Thanks again for having me. And you're an athletic trainer here at Riverside, correct? I am an athletic trainer. I actually am the outreach coordinator for our orthopedic specialists here at Riverside. Um, it's a new program, and we're building, and I'm very excited to kind of share some of the information and some of the things that we're bringing to the community. And this is your second podcast with us, correct? It is. I'm a, I'm a veteran now. <laughs> you are you are a pro at this right now, and, and you've done fantastic in the uh, previous episode, so it, I, again, encourage people to come out, uh, or not really come out, but to, to take the time to listen to the previous one and, and follow Sarah as she educates us on everything concussion-related and athletic training-related. So Yes, those are two definitely um, soft spots in my heart. I, I enjoy being an athletic trainer. I enjoy dealing with athletes, and concussion is uh, one of my passions. So I'm, I'm here to talk about it as much as you want to listen. Excellent. So um, going along with soft spots, today we're talking about concussions. Correct. And what is a concussion? So a concussion is... um in the easiest terms, a brain injury. Typically, when we see a concussion, it is a traumatic incident that happens, be it a fall with a head contact to the ground, um, be it a car accident where you get whiplash. It's actually just a brain injury. So the mechanism of that injury isn't necessarily important. It's the actual effects of that injury to the brain that makes it a concussion. Okay, interesting. And concussions, I think a lot of people think of football right away. Correct. But concussions don't just occur in football. They occur across all sports. Absolutely. All sports, activities, um, again, even activities of daily living. Um, it, this podcast is happening right now in January. We're getting some snow and these people will slip and fall. And sometimes, again, a fall, um, a car accident, you don't necessarily have to hit the dashboard. But again, a whiplash type accident. Athletics are huge right now with concussion and actually the identification and evaluation of a concussion as, as it happens that is one of the hot topics. Um, football, soccer, wrestling, those are all contact sports where we do see a prevalence of athletes having this type of issue happen. Interesting. And so what are some of the signs and symptoms we see with concussions? Um, again, concussions kind of run the gamut. So there are numerous symptoms. I think the big ones that you would want to look for if you thought you had suffered a concussion or somebody that you knew suffered a concussion would be a headache, um, memory loss, uh, compromised vision, uh, ringing in the ears, possibly vomiting or um, nausea. Um, again, it could be just some pain in the head. If there's actually a contact to the head, you would have a bruise or swelling or anything like that. In and of those um, in and of themselves, those symptoms don't necessarily make it a concussion, but those would be things that you would look for um, or the worsening of symptoms like that to maybe uh, look for some further diagnostic uh uh, imaging or uh, suggestions to make sure that it's not something more severe. 
And so how soon do symptoms tend to develop after the initial accident? Sometimes it will take 24 to 48 hours for those symptoms to manifest, uh, depending on the severity of the injury. And after you get injured, again, if it's a car accident or you get hit during a football game, something else might hurt a little bit worse at that time. So it's not something that you focus on. And once all those other injuries sift out, or maybe it's not as severe, you do notice those symptoms and you do notice that you're having some issues maybe with balance even or something like that. And that would be, um, again, maybe manifesting itself after 24 to 48 hours after the actual incident. So it's important to keep in mind that maybe you don't experience something right away, but after the fact, it's it starts to show up, it, it is still just as important to get checked out. Absolutely. And again, it may not necessarily be something where you are seeing it right away. Maybe you have a headache right away, but your headache goes away and then all of a sudden you're having some balance problems. They don't all have to happen at the same time, but those would be things where if it is lasting, if it's lasting more than 24 to 48 hours, you probably should make sure that you get that checked out. Okay. And at what point should someone consider seeking medical attention? When it's a problem. Um, again, if there is a specific incident and loss of consciousness is a big thing. So if you are, um, again, in a car accident or, or there's an athletic injury and there's a loss of consciousness, that is typically a red flag to get somebody to the emergency room to have an evaluation. Emergency room will be able to um, do the diagnostic imaging and make sure that you know pain is controlled and such. If it's something where maybe it was something minor, maybe you bumped your head, you didn't think much of it, you had slipped down the stairs and, you know, again, maybe your back hurt worse first and now you're still having that headache, um, you should make sure that you're functional. It's when you have that lack of function where the, the pain of the headache or, again, there's multiple symptoms that are presenting themselves. That's definitely when you should make sure that you get yourself looked at. Okay. And what are so, some of the ways that concussions are treated? Um, concussions are unfortunately, there's no one way to treat them. That's why there's a ton of different tools that we use. Um, here at Riverside, we do have a concussion center where we do use multifaceted um, ways to kind of diagnose, treat, evaluate, and return to function. Uh, there are neurocognitive type tests where you can actually look at a computer and go through uh, kind of like games to make sure that you do have memory, that you can track uh, visually, that there's no issues with reading, any of those types of things. So there's neurocognitive tests like that. There are sideline tests for our athletic trainers that are able to go through a, a battery of tests with the athlete as the concussion happened or as it happened to make sure that they are either returning or not returning to play safely. Um, treatment, uh, we do have our uh, physical medica medicine and rehabilitation physician, uh, Dr. Gilbert, she is amazing at making sure that she evaluates and gets a good treatment plan because not only is it return to function, but a lot of times with our athletes, we're worried about return to learn. We wanna make sure that they are able to do everything um, at school as well. And sometimes it's just a matter of maybe putting them in a separate room, maybe giving them a little extra time until the brain heals up. You can't you can't put a brace on a brain. You got to let it heal. You got to give it time. And typically a resting brain is a healing brain. So rest, making sure that you go to good evaluation, the tests that we have available. Our physical therapy department actually has Biodex, which is a vestibular therapy um, because balance is sometimes an issue that does uh, cause a problem after a concussion. It's the only biodex in the area, so we are very happy that we have that available. And we are able to baseline athletes as well. So if an athlete comes in, they are a participant of a high-impact sport, they can come in and get a baseline before there's an actual injury. And then afterwards, we can compare that test to the original test to make sure that they are, again, returning safely. Interesting. So 
You said vestibular. What does that mean? Vestibular is, again, the balance, the proprioception. So within the brain, and again, which is why there's a thousand different ways to treat this, we don't really know how a brain actually um, works, how all these symptoms manifest. And again, if there's a part of the brain that is affected, it may affect somebody differently. You know, again, it may be memory. Maybe they're swelling in one part and not another part of the brain. So the vestibular is the balance part. And that is when we're looking at somebody to return to function, you want to make sure that they can balance, make sure that they can walk appropriately. It's not um, affecting their gait so that there's not a problem and they trip and fall and then hurt their knee or something like that. Um, And we want to make sure if it is an athlete that they have all that proprioception so that they can make a quick reaction times, you know, make sure that they are making good decisions, able to move their head without having any of those dizzy spells or anything like that come back. Interesting. And what are some of the long-term effects that someone with a concussion could experience if it doesn't go treated or even if they do go treated? Sure. Their um, concussion, again, is a hot topic right now. And it's definitely something where we are finding if you don't treat it appropriately when it happens, there are a lot of long-term effects. Um, the Concussion Legacy Foundation is a organization that actually studies the brain and they are studying CTE, which right now, uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy is the actual diagnosis. Um, We assimilate that with football players. However, boxers, Mm -hmm. hockey players, uh, MMA fighters, soccer players, there are a lot of athletes that are donating their brains actually. Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who is a race car driver, he is actually, he has uh, donated his brain, not right now, but when when the time comes, (laughs) he has pledged to donate his brain for research for that reason, um, because there are a lot of long-term effects that could affect your lifestyle. Um, again, if it goes untreated, it's treated improperly. Uh, there is post-concussion syndrome that does happen, usually we say in about three months, if the concussion either is not treated appropriately or if there are just lasting symptoms, lasting effects. And again, we're, we're not 100% of understanding how the brain works. So there is always that possibility that despite all the treatment and all the tests that we run and everything that we're able to do, concussion symptoms may just last. And again, that's what we call post-concussion syndrome and uh, just making sure that we are able to get uh, people back to function is the, the biggest goal, making sure that they're able to return to doing what they like to do. Yeah, very interesting. So with um, young students who are, are in sports, um, if they seem to have a, some type of injury, is it a good idea to have them checked out every time or is it a wait and see approach or uh, is it good to put them right back into the sport right away? What What's the best kind of pr- approach from a parent perspective as well as a coach perspective? Sure. So I do wear a lot of hats. I am an athletic trainer. I am a parent myself and I am an athlete. So it is definitely something. Um, and again, concussion is kind of a passion of mine. So if there is a possibility of a head injury, if it is something that you've, you've visually seen, they, they hit their head on the ground and there is no way to concussion proof any athlete. They, there are helmets out there that, that say that they are. There are uh, people out there that, you know, tote a lot of equipment and stuff like that, there's no way to prevent a concussion. There's ways to lessen the risk, um, strengthening, neck strengthening. Again, education is a big part of it, making sure that you are monitoring symptoms if they are happening. Um, So it is very unsafe for somebody to return to sport if they are having any symptoms following either a blow to the head or a whiplash type incident, or if they are having any sort of symptoms that are relative or related to a concussion. Um, We do have, again, with our 
athletic trainers we use. It's called the SCAT-5. It's an actual test that they use on the sideline. They test the athlete when it happens. They test them five minutes later, make sure that there's not exacerbation of the symptoms. They test them 10 minutes later to make sure that nothing's worsening. And then outside of the symptom score, they do have a little bit of objective measurements then to make that call whether or not to send them back in. Now, as a parent, we don't have the SCAT-5. Not a lot of people know what that is. Not a lot of people carry that around in their wallet or their purse or on their phone. Um, So it would just be making sure that you are letting your athlete know to be truthful with you. And parents do seem to or tend to know their children a little bit better than coaches or even other teammates. Um, However, if a teammate or a coach sees that there's something going on, they should report it. If you see it, report it. And I know that's a a tagline for a lot of different things, but (laughs) definitely for concussion as well. If you see it, report it. Um, So if there is something that is popping up, again, as a a symptom of concussion, a a headache or balance problems, memory issues, they sometimes get irritable. It's just, you know, it's a, a personality change or they have visual issues. That would be something that you would want to make sure that you get treated, but never something that you would send somebody back into any activities before it gets checked out. And the irritability with teenagers is always very hard. To- well, and a lot of those symptoms, too, are symptoms of dehydration or malnutrition mm-hmm. sure. or they have a sinus infection. So it is, again, a communication piece, too. You have to make sure that you are educated. You're educating um, your athlete that you have uh discussions with the coaches and those kinds of things. If there are issues, there are things going on, make sure that everybody is aware of it. And again, if there is an injury, just making sure that gets checked out before it does become a problem. Now, what about very young children? So the the ones that are two, three, even one that are just learning to walk. As a parent, I know there are multiple times that they've hit their head and it's like a all right, are you okay? Is <laughs> is concussion something that can occur with children at a very young age, or is it the, there's just still enough padding in there? They well, it, it is definitely something that you would want to make sure that you. Uh, monitor. Obviously, if there's a bonk to the head, sometimes they get that goose egg. A goose egg is not a concussion. It's definitely an injury to the brain. Um, They do have a little bit more cushion inside that that ginormous melons. (laughs) There is a little bit more. And for that particular reason, I mean, the body is is amazing at making sure that it keeps itself safe. It it heals itself and that kind of thing. So young kids, it would definitely be something where if you are seeing symptoms and again, irritability, babies cry, that kind of thing. But if there is ever a question, it's always better to err on the side of safe judgment. Interesting. Very interesting. So um, along with that, what is some good uh, different ways to get in contact with somebody at Riverside that um, if you've seen maybe someone you know or you yourself has experienced a concussion recently? Sure. Well, we, again, have a concussion center here at Riverside. Uh, we do work with many different departments, depending on um, what area of the concussion we are dealing with. Again, whether it's the identification, evaluation, treatment, uh, rehabilitation, return to function. So if there is a question, going to riversidehealthcare.org would be a great place to go ahead and get started with that search. Um, again, concussion center is a place that we are uh, not necessarily a brick and mortar building, but we are a collaboration of many different healthcare providers to be able to get our patients to the right area in the most appropriate time available. Um, so again, riversidehealthcare.org is going to be the best place for you to go ahead and, and look there for any sort of information if you have questions. Well, fantastic. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. And, uh, we hope to have you back again for another segment of uh, sports and, and athletic training soon. So Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much.